Hey guys, welcome back to OCO Social Impact Podcast, where we are here to equip and prepare social impact leaders for today's needs one day at a time. Um, Today we're going to be talking about understanding different 501c uh, structures and types to determine what is best for your organization. When many people are talking about how they want to help others and engage in social impact work, the first thing that comes to mind is a nonprofit. We have 30 different types of organizational um, structures that you can choose from. So figuring out which one is best for your unique needs is very important. So let's get started. So the first 501c type that we're going to talk about is, of course, the 501c3 organization. So these are characterized as charitable organizations and a charitable organization is an organization that seeks to do any form of social welfare for religious, charitable, or scientific uh, purposes. Nonprofit organizations can also focus on the arts and different forms of literature, or they can be recreational or educational. So when you think about a 501c3, most people tend to think about churches um, and you know food shelters, food banks, and different organizations like that. But you can also think about your arts museums. Um, and at some point, there were some sports organizations that uh, were characterized as a 501c3 until um, they had to change due to tax laws. So one thing that is uh, very common for a 501c3 organization that is very unique is that there are tax deductions for your donors. So every time you donate to a charity or a nonprofit of some sort, at the end of the year, you should get a financial statement of some sort, which is equivalent to a W-2, showing this is how much you donated to this organization. Once you get that document, you are then able to write that as a tax write-off when you're doing your taxes, so you're able to uh, get that money back. So that is something that the wealthy do that engage in charitable giving. So the next type is the 501c4 type of uh, organizational entity. And these are your civic lead and social welfare organizations. So the primary goal of a 501c4 organization type is to promote community welfare of some sort and is usually related to a specific cause. So they engage in different activities such as civic leads, uh, social advocacy groups, or they come together for different lobbying issues related to a particular community's well-being. So some examples of a 501c4 organization can be the National Rifle Association, so the NRA, you have the Sierra Club, and then you have Miss America, which is known for pageantry work and you know women engaging in that type of work. So again, a 501c4 organization focuses on promoting social welfare or promoting a particular cause or lobbying for a particular cause for a group of individuals. The third 501c type that we're going to talk about today is the 501c5 
entity type. And these are going to be your labor unions and your agricultural organizations. And as the name puts, these organizations primarily uh, represent different unions um, or, or agricultural groups such as farmers um, and different people in that particular field. These organizations focus on proving the conditions and standards for workers that are laborers or in the agricultural sector. And some examples of those that are 501c4 entity types are the American Postal Worker Union. So they focus on those that are engaging in mail carrier work and delivery. Then you have the United Steel Workers. And then the Texas Farm Bureau could be in a, an agricultural example that represents the needs of those that are farming and engaging in agricultural work in the state of Texas. The next type that we're gonna talk about is the 501c6 type, which focuses on big business leagues and professional associations. So uh, these organizations aim to improve business conditions and promote uh, different business interests for a particular group of people. So think of this as a professional network on steroids. So you can think about, as an example, the American Bar Association, um, the National Hockey League, and then Major League Baseball would be considered a 501c6 organization type. The thing that they all have in common is that they promote a particular interest. Um, and when we focus on the academics and things like that, usually there is a form of uh, membership that you must have and you must have some credentialing. There are some credentialing requirements um, to be a part of these different organizations. So when you're a part of the American Bar Association, you are working with law um, and you are working towards your JD. And once you have your JD, there are a lot of benefits that come with that. And then we have our next 501c type, which is the 501c7 organizational type which focuses on social and recreational activities solely so think about some of your favorite hobbies and different clubs that engage in swimming or you know working out or engage in playing cards or something that um, is very recreational in nature so some examples that uh, I found are the homeowners community associations um, you have different book clubs and literary clubs that focuses on, uh, you know, bringing people together around literature. Then you have your country clubs. And then the most common that people probably wouldn't be familiar with are fraternities and sorority groups. So these are social and recreational clubs that focuses on engaging in uh, hobby type activities uh, that are a little more organ organized for individuals. And then the final one that um, I found to be interesting uh, for those that may be interested in working in finances is the 501c14 entity type. And so these are your state chartered credit unions and then those organizations that have mutual reserve funds. So all of this is related to banking and finance. And so these are established based on the unique needs of community employees. 
um, and or memberships from those that are in that community. So you can think about some of your local credit unions. Um, you have credit unions that can be related to the university and the members of that credit union are typically those that work or some way affiliated with the university. Um, then you have your uh, mutual reserve fund. So you can think about some companies that focuses on those uh, particular things for different members within that particular branch. And so these are also not-for-profit organizations. So that's the difference between a 501c3 versus a 501c14. The financial structure is a little bit different. So an example that I've already mentioned um, that you guys can think about is your local credit union. Um, or you can think about uh, national credit unions that people are a part of. If you are in the army, they have a credit union specifically for those that have served or are currently on active duty. So that is the 501c14 type. Again, there are so many different types of 501c structures. As I noted earlier, there are 25 501c types based on what is on the IRS's website and then you have five general 501 tax structures that you can delve into on your own time but the point of this video is to let you guys know that there are so many options that are available and as you are engaging in social impact work I want you to think about what are unique structures that you should probably look into instead of your traditional 501c3 model there are a lot of benefits to the 501c3 model but there are some cons depending on what it is that your organization aspires to do if you are wanting to launch a book club for single mamas, then maybe a 501c3 may not be the best option for you. If you are wanting to focus on lobbying for those that are engaging in you know, some form of agricultural work, then maybe you should look into a 501c5 entity. So those are things that I want you guys to think about. Um, and then you may want to engage in establishing an actual business. There are so many models within the private sector that you can look into. Um, you can look into an LLC, any other type of uh, organization that is related to the private industry. I won't delve into that here, but the point is there are different entity structures that you should think about as you are just determining which uh, entity type is best for your organizational needs. I pray that this video was helpful for you guys. Um, please make sure that you are doing your due diligence and researching. This is not legal advice nor financial advice, so please make sure that you are doing your due diligence to figure out what is uniquely uh, necessary for your organizational needs. And please feel free to like, share, subscribe, follow, whatever platform you're engaging with us on, if that is via YouTube or via the uh, Spotify or Apple podcast platforms, please leave any feedback. If you have any questions or if there are any topics that you would like for me to cover, just leave a comment on my YouTube video. Um, I also have a TikTok, which is titled the OCO Social Impact Podcast. So I tend to upload uh, shorts there weekly. So please feel free to leave comments on those videos as well. But I wish you well on your journey as you are becoming movers and shakers in your area of expertise. And until next time, try to make the world a better place today.